students become followers of Christ and connected to the local church because that is truly the outcome, mm -hmm. the meant outcome of what we do. That's right. Students hear good news, students respond to good news, students then are connected to the local church. They're connected to the local church on their campus level. Yep. The local church is gathering. Yep. But then we're also being very clear that we're connecting them to local churches. That's right. Because we want them to be discipled. We want transformation to take root. Yep. And for it to be lifelong, mm -hmm. not a moment's decision. That's right. But a lifelong movement. In That's their right. Life's journey. It is. Working with the local church to take the hope of Christ to every student in the United States. This is first priority. Now here are your hosts. Steve Cherico and Brad Skelling. Welcome everybody to the First Party Podcast. I'm Brad Skelling, and I am glad that you're here. My name is Steve Cherico, and I am glad that Brad is here. Thank you, Steve. You're welcome. It's an honor to sit next to you again and smile at each other. Well, it feels like you've been skipping podcast recordings lately, so the fact that you've returned is a good thing. Uh, I skipped one and you skipped one, so let's let's just draw straws and oh, see what happens. I didn't remember that I skipped one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Warren and I had a great conversation without you. I didn't remember that at all. There you go. Thanks for that. Mm -hmm. It's good that you uh, listen in on the podcast that you're hosting. <laughs> <laughs> one of our thousands of listeners. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. At least you subscribe. Yes. I'm confidence in that. That's awesome. I love it too. Yeah. What do we got going on today? Man, we are going to just jump back into another one of those moments that I think is very important Yep. for us as directors and as coordinators and as workers. Correct. Uh, cascading message yep. from uh, our EOS, our traction system, just kind of talking big picture, uh, taking a step back. Everybody's deep in the weeds with clubs right now. Exactly. It is fall season. And so we are uh, running, but at the same time, we want to see the forest in the midst of the trees. And so we are walking through some of our cascading messages that we specifically send to directors, coordinators, both of our, our chapters and of our districts mm -hmm. um, around the country. But we wanted to put this out on the podcasts uh, so they can see it and hear it a second time. Well, they'll read it in the email. They can hear it from us here. But then for everybody else listening, uh, you can kind of see that big picture overview of what you're doing as well. Because inevitably, if you're working in one club somewhere, uh, somebody else will say, hey, tell me about that. And you can say, hey, here's, here's how First Party of America wants this to happen. And a proven process, if you will, that's one of the things we're going to talk about today is our proven process for getting First Party started. Yeah, and marketing is a term that can get lost on people who aren't interested in marketing. Correct. Right? And so yep. be careful that we remember that marketing in this case for us is telling the story. And often that story comes from the local chapters. So if you're in a district and you're thinking, well, this is National's good idea, mm -hmm. I just want to remind you that really this comes from what best processes have worked on a local chapter level yeah. over the 25 to 30 plus years that first party's been done. Correct. And now even in this 2020s realm, right? In the last three years, what, what's what been done well mm -hmm. in the last three calendar years Yep, that's right. that we can tell that story in such a way that people will be attracted to it on different layers. Mm -hmm. And there is the marketing strategy. That is the marketing strategy. And we're not getting into the weeds today. We're not getting right. into standing at a booth or Facebook marketing or Google ads or anything like that. We are talking about the big picture strategy of what we're doing. And there, can I jump in? Yeah, there I are four parts to this strategy. Um, we're going to talk about our target market, which is marketing language, right? We're going to talk about our uniques, which is our language for marketing. 
uh, the proven process. So step by step, you know, when do you do certain things? And then our guarantee, because every marketing strategy needs a guarantee. Good. Did you know we had one of those? <laughs> I, I didn't. Is it money back? It's a money back guarantee, <laughs> money baby. Back? I don't think you should yep. it that way. Send us a quarter and we'll give it back if this That's doesn't work. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. No, I you won't. won't. You're right. <laughs> you I already spent it. If four exactly. people send me a, a quarter, I'm going to for a cup of coffee at McDonald's. Exactly. Mm -hmm. hmm. <laughs> See how quickly I spend money? Good night. <laughs> That's right. You and my wife rolling your eyes at me all the time. All right, so let's talk target market. Let's talk target market. We've got it down to a simple sentence. Okay. Influencers and connectors who care about impacting the moral, social, and spiritual direction of the next generation. Hmm. Influencers and connectors who care about, the, about impacting the moral, social, and spiritual direction of the next generation. Again, we keep this very simple. It's very direct because it's very easy to complicate first priority. Correct. We've been around for 15, 20 years with first priority, and it is very difficult to be clear and concise. We've talked about Google ads before, getting into the weeds with some of that, like, okay, yeah, do you target students? Do you target youth pastors? Do you target business people? You know, where do you start with all this? Influencers and connectors who care about impacting the moral, social, and spiritual direction of the next generation. Good. I think that kind of sums it up, doesn't it? It does, absolutely, and keeps it very simple, which I appreciate. Yeah, and when you're going into a new community, you're saying, hey, I want to connect with the people who are influencing this community. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's a church leader or a business leader or a parent or a, you know, a principal, whatever the case might be. We want to know who is influencing this community uh, and cares about that moral, social, and spiritual direction of this generation. And one of the easy ways to work through that process if you really want to get tangible for a moment mm -hmm. is, and we have this as a note, is creating lists of who those people are. Yeah. Right? Create simple yeah. lists Correct. of who you really want to hear your message. Yep. Uh, and and then identify out of that list who are you already connected to, right? Who yeah. can I just go ahead and go tell the story to? Mm -hmm. Who's a layer down? Who's a layer below that? But that's the easiest way to get really going on finding those people is, okay, yeah. let's just make a list. Yeah, that's right. It seems simple, but it's the easiest way to get going. Correct. Who has influence in this area? Who has influence over there? Correct. Um, this school district, this church community, that suburb, whatever the case might be. Uh, yeah, let's find out the people who are making it happen where, where, we want to, where we see God moving for first priority. It's good. It is good. Next section. What is the uniques? which mm -hmm. is the four legs of the stool that First Party stands on. Correct. Right? Those yep. four legs being that it's gospel-focused, it's student-led evangelism, it's strategy-based and performance-driven, mm -hmm. and it's pro-church and partnerships. That's right. And keeping those in the appropriate order. Okay. And, and what I mean by that is we talk a lot about the clubs, right? It's not really... It's a gathering of students are gathering. All, let's go to the bottom layer, right? Yeah, it's yeah. a gathering of students are gathering together. Mm-hmm. But it's not a first party club if the gospel's not the focus at some point in the midst of that gathering, mm -hmm. right? If all the other things happen and we miss the gospel, then it's not really, that's not really who we are. Yep. So the same goes in marketing and telling our story. That's right. Right. You've got mm -hmm. to be gospel focused first. We believe the best news is the good news of Jesus Christ. That's so right. It's got to be the first news. Yep. Yep. And if you've seen this before, again, I'd muddying the waters again, you see core values, you see these four things, right? This ministry side of things. 
These are our uniques. Those are the things that you talk about when you are standing at a booth. Those are the things you talk about when you're meeting with people is, hey, here's what we want to see happen. Student-led evangelism. It's a student-led club at the school where they share the gospel once a month. And those are the marketing, the four pieces of your marketing pitch, if you will, that that you go in and talk about. And if you're going to finish out the three of the uniques, then you got to talk about strategy-based and performance-driven. And the reality is that one of the things that makes us who we are is that we do provide a strategy for students. We think that that's helpful to them. We've seen yep. that over time, giving them a plan to follow is yeah. helpful yeah. versus them trying to figure it out on their own and being just lost in it and be like, gosh, I got a thousand other things I'm trying to do, including being an athlete and a performer. Yep. I don't have time for this, but yep. if you give me something, mm-hmm. I've got leadership in me. I can yep. walk through it. And if you give me goals that I can go after, yep. um, then I can walk through that as well. Exactly. Exactly. It's really good. And then the local church engaged using the pro-church language. I mean, the body of Christ is alive and well in every community in America. We're not, there's not a, a remnant. People like to start talking that way, but because of the decline of, of religion in America, whatever, but uh, we're not a remnant. The, the Holy Spirit is moving in the lives of people. People are on mission every day in the schools already. So let's take this strategy and see if we can't become more effective together as eight churches rally around one school or whatever the case might be to say, hey, we're going to get our students together from these eight churches and, and create this gospel movement and uh, see what the Lord does. So you tapped on that issue, right? That mm-hmm. problem that you run into people who say, you know, the church is dying, the church is dead, the mm-hmm. church is no longer relevant in today's yeah. day and age. And my response would be, well, man, that's great news. What do you mean that's great news? Yep. Oh, don't you know that when the church is persecuted and when it's struggling, that's the greatest moments of revival inside the church history? Like, that's right. Just go look at Asia and India mm-hmm. and the places where the church is absolutely having to be different and yep. quieter and underground. Mm-hmm. The greatest revivals have happened through that. So if that's true, praise God, it just means we know more clearly who really is the church mm-hmm. and we can be more pro for them than we ever were before. Yep. That's right. That's right. I love it. I love it. There you go. Which takes us to our proven process. So, uh, yeah, we've talked about our target market. We've talked about the unique, some of the language that we use as we're talking to people about it. So what is that process that we walk through in order to go from nobody knowing about first priority Mm -hmm. to seeing that club started? What is what is our process? And again, we're going to talk from a big picture of what we're doing for the past three years with these districts, but the same process works for one club in your area. So wherever you fall in between that, uh, this process is going to work. You want me to jump in? Do it. So there are six steps. So a lot of information. If you're taking notes, I encourage you to take notes. Unless you're driving right now, then I encourage you to just listen in. But um, again, we go back to identifying key influencers. Uh, And we've looked at two sides of that, the business leader organizations, business leaders and business organizations, and then church leaders and their connections. And so kind of that both sides, the business and the church, the spiritual and the the moral. uh, We're looking at the social, you know, those three aspects of it are the key influencers that we're looking for. And we need to identify those key influencers in the community Hmm. because we want to build a community movement. Um, We're not doing church in the school, right? We're, we're building a mission house. And so we, we want to see the community come together to do that. So that's the first, first step. Great. 
Next one is just raising funds. Mm -hmm. The reality is to do this where it is going to last, yep. you have to have some substance in order to do it. Correct. And so raising funds and one-on-one -on -one meetings and luncheons, casting visions, small groups, whatever that looks like, that's, that's the second part of the process is really making sure that you have what you need in order to continue it down the road, not just a good idea, but something that you can actually execute. Yep, and can I anchor that one just for a moment? Please, go ahead. Uh, it's true that on a one-off basis, you can start a club for free. It doesn't cost anything to gather some students, get on firstparty.club, go start a club, and see students come to know Jesus, students reaching students at school. Hmm. It, it doesn't cost money to do that. But to have it last in your community and for it to grow beyond that, it does. So what we have found is we got to start there because if we don't start there, then we get the ministry out in front of the community Correct. ownership of it. And so what raising funds does is it allows the community to take ownership because where your money is there, your heart is also. And so for people to give their heart to this movement to say, hey, we're going to support this and finance this so the students have what they need, whether it's club kits and resources or pizzas or, or staff members to go do that. Our longest running um, first priority club uh, or first priority area is Birmingham, Alabama, where they got seven business leaders together and formed a board of directors and said, hey, we want every school in Birmingham to have this. And they started there um, and they're still going because of that. So um, I just wanted to anchor that to say, hey, some people say, oh, we don't need to raise money or owe money, whatever. It's, it's because we care about the ministry that that's the second step of the process. It's good. Mm -hmm. So number three. Number three. Uh, hire and train district staff. And so again, we're talking big picture. We're going after East Tennessee with 189 schools. Uh, we've hired three people to go start that. They've gotten, how many clubs are they in already? 17 this fall. And they're shooting for 30 before the end of the school year. Perceive that there'll be a 36 by the end of the school year. 36 schools by the end of the school year. Yep. And so again, we, we have job roles lined out for that, that we have a director um, and their role, who is that person? What is the person we're looking for in that? Area coordinators, again, the giftings that, that we like to see, and then a district advisory team that comes alongside of them. We got three uh, roles there that we work on because we know that, um, again, yeah, you can start a club mm -hmm. or you can start a movement. Mm -hmm. And we are working on, with First Party of America, starting movements around the country to say, hey, let's go take this chunk off. Kansas City, 154 schools in two counties. Uh, and there's three people up there getting up every day, thinking about reaching the lost kids in the school, rallying the church and, and making that happen. So let's slow down a minute as you're kind of blowing through these. Uh -huh. Reminder that this is about the proven process, right? Yep. And the good news for us is that this process has been going on for over 30 years. Yep. And the proof has been that it's been reinvented a few times. I, you and I have lived through two reinventions of the process mm -hmm. where we took what was happening realized that we needed with some feedback to adjust things and now there's another layer to the process so the proven process the nice thing about it is that it's not stagnant yep. it's not the same process that we started with 32 years ago Correct. it's a process that has morphed with not only the times yep. but also with the new leaders that have been brought in under it yep and to me that's that's a benefit organizationally yep. that's right. to being part of it that's right um, which leads us to another benefit which is the essential networks yeah right there are five essential networks that anybody who's involved with first priority should know I was going to say does know, but should know. Um, there's the business leader network, which Brad briefly mentioned, really the owners of the community, mm -hmm. right? You've got the parents network. You've got the faculty network. 
you've got the student network and then you've got the campus coach network. You've got those that are actually on the ground coaching the students on a regular basis. And each right. of those are essential to it being a long view of ministry. Correct. They that's all play their the role. Proven, yeah, that's where the proven process works. Mm-hmm. And once you have those staff that are waking up every day and networking those and uh, setting goals to say, hey, there's how many meetings I'm going to go have this week and I'm going to go meet with some more people yeah. and get them excited about about this. Uh, and eventually those networks come together uh, and they form clubs. And we're, we're talking about building here for a moment. I was thinking yesterday about my conversation with one of the districts mm-hmm. and talking about, hey, you know, where do I give more attention to? Mm-hmm. Well, that varies on where you are in the school year yeah right you'll give a lot of attention to faculty on the very front end yeah because you need to make sure you've got those referees in the room Mm -hmm. but then most of your attention after that is soul care yeah if you're just being genuine right it's just hey as a campus coach are you checking on your faculty yeah as a leader are you checking on the faculty in a general grouping does any of this like i heard the school had an issue yep can we be involved in that that's mm. not our main mm-hmm. but can we get the community involved with that because that helps take pressure off of the faculty sponsors that's good of course yep so you do vary on where you're going to put your efforts depending on where you are in the calendar year it's good it's good i like it and yeah so as you're building networks that leads into uh training clubs you you have people pastors and students and parents all say hey yeah let's get this club going in this school so you train the club leadership that's the fifth step in this Um, training students faculty and volunteers adult volunteers to get the clubs off the ground and meeting on a weekly basis and contrary to what our calendar tells us training is not a one-time event correct Everybody, again, I hope that if you're listening to this and you're a first party leader, you understand that the training side of it is ongoing throughout the school year. Yep. It's ongoing because new clubs launch, but it's also ongoing because the four-week strategy vision leaks. Yeah. People, people, you know, they get busy and forget things, and so you're constantly reminding them, hey, this is our cores. This is where we're supposed to be. That's right. So to me, training sticks all the way through the school year. That's right. Well, you got to, and and we have a five-star club evaluation for that that's in the club coach manual. Um, in the in the club kit, uh, we just keep that in front of people all the time because, yeah, uh, the the school year is really short. Correct. St- students don't think that, right? They think it's long and drug out, whatever. But I mean, we're at the end of September, and we've got October before a short month of November and a really short month of December when it comes to club meetings. And so we've really got two top opportunities because that gets into the sixth step, right? Is the four week club strategy. We equip, prepare, invite, and connect. Equip, prepare, invite, and connect. So the third week of every cycle, we're inviting students to come in here and respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so, I mean, the urgency is is now. It's we gotta get started, we gotta get going, you gotta push that out there. And that rotation of meetings is key. It is. Mm-hmm. It is, it is. So there's a proven process. We know who we go back and scroll up, we know who our target market is. We know what our, our uniques are. We've seen the proven process, which leads us down to the guarantee. What do you guarantee, Steve? Yeah, students become followers of Christ and connected to the local church, because that is truly the outcome, mm-hmm. the meant outcome of what we do. That's right. Students hear good news, students respond to good news, students then are connected to the local church. They're connected to the local church on their campus level. Yep. The local church is gathering. Yep. But then we're also being very clear that we're connecting them to local churches who gather for a worship setting on a regular That's right. basis. That's right. Because we want them to be discipled. We want transformation to take root. 
Yep. And for it to be lifelong, mm-hmm. not a moment's decision. That's right. But a lifelong movement. That's right. Life's journey. It is. Yeah. It's and it, it and it works. Uh, every student that we train historically, two point six uh, students will come to know Jesus through a school year on average. If we go back and just look, we're not saying, hey, we're not going to predict the future and say, hey, that's going to be the same. I mean, it costs forty-seven cents in order for you to. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> P.O. Box four seven three Brentwood Tennessee three seven zero two seven. Um, yeah, I mean, it just, it just happens. And because when you share the gospel, the word of God does not fall void. And, uh, when somebody who hasn't heard before says, you mean Jesus, Jesus isn't just a swear word. Nope. He is a living true God who loves you and cares for you and has a purpose and a plan for your life. People respond to that, uh, because it's true. I, I think of three or four stories that I've heard in the last five years, um, and these are just three or four that come to my head quick, right? Of parents mm-hmm. of current middle schoolers mm-hmm. who have heard that first party is coming into their area and come running to the director. Like the director's there doing a normal, I'm visiting a youth group, mm-hmm. right? Or yeah. I'm standing at a conference and a parent comes running to them and passionately over a two or three minute moment shares their story, how first priority changed their life, mm. right? I, mm-hmm. There's one currently going on in one of our new districts right now. And just yep. the idea that that ripple effect is happening just proves the process even more for me. That's right. Right. Again, lifelong journey where that was so effective in their high school or middle school career that now their kids have to be a part. And it's got to happen in my community. It's yeah. got to happen in my city. That's right. Because it changed my life. That's right. That's right. There we go. Well, that is our marketing strategy. What do you think? I think it's proven. It is a proven process. Uh, We are living it and working on it every day. We get up every day uh, with a growing staff of people uh, to work to implement this thing. And and it's not easy. One would think on the surface that it is, but it takes people getting out and being intentional uh, to help students reach students in the school. Yeah, two helps that I think of as we kind of close out today. Help number one would be if you're thinking about how to tell your story and you're not sure whether or not this is something that you should put your time to, mm-hmm. um, Brad, myself, Mark Robbins, Shane Kenny, any of our long-term leaders yeah. uh, would be a great email just to send. I'm thinking about going ahead at this, but I'm 50-50. Does my time go here? Does my time go there? I would encourage you to go ahead and reach out and have that conversation Yeah, and really good. dig in. Mm-hmm. And then the second one is what's coming up, and I think this plays before the national conference. Yep. If it were me and I was new to the organization, as I was having those intentional conversations at national conference that are, we put space for, mm-hmm. I would ask my peers, hey, what, what are you doing? Yeah. What do you put your time towards in talking about the uniques and talking about the process and where do you go to and where you don't? Because there's every uh, yes leads to a no, yep. right? Every yep. no leads to a yes. And being able to navigate those and even discuss those, um, we're seeing, we, we've seen in the past some of our chapter directors do that for one another. Sure. We're definitely seeing our district directors do that for one another sure. right now. Hey, mm-hmm. let's compare notes. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure that I'm not going to waste this time because I can't earn it back, right? It's yep. the most valuable asset yep. I have. That's right. So those are my two takeaways personally. I like it. I like it. My takeaway is that it works. Proven process. Proven process. Well, I hope this uh, is beneficial to you as you continue to, uh, to work first priority. Whatever your role is, uh, we thank you for playing that role, playing that part in taking the hope of Christ to every student in America. Uh, we're going to be, we are better for it. Uh, we yes. believe we are making our world a better place. 
and uh, people's lives, bringing peace, hope, and joy to them. So thank you for what you do, who you are, and being a part of building the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Is that it? Say amen. Amen. Well done. Until next week. Thanks, everybody. Later.